Grand Rising, and welcome back to the podcast. It is Monday, and as always on Mondays, we like to focus on Cosmo's Reading Corner. We are reading from the book, Handbook of the Navigator, Alpha and Omega by Eric Pepin. Last week, last Monday, I read the introduction. If you'd like to go back to that episode to get a recap of what that's all about, we are moving on to chapter one, but what would be considered part two. Before we begin the episode, um, I want to at least share some conversation with you because I did not on the first episode. And the conversation I want to share is how it ties into this podcast, um, this book specifically, um, The Handbook of the Navigator. Exploring our inner universe and shining the light of love and acceptance is what I talk about here. And what I mean by that is knowledge like this understanding who and what we may be in this uh, dimension that we perceive ourselves in. Our planetary alignment does come from our cosmic reflection. And what I mean personally by that is knowing your astrological sign, your north sign, your sun sign, your moon sign, understanding what that reflection or that aspect means to you. There's a really good book out there called As Aspect of Astrology by Susan something or another, but very good book. Um, I've read it a c- couple years back, and it was all in, in path to the journey of me learning more about myself. I do hope that with this podcast and the focus of yoga and mindfulness conversation and the guided med- um, meditation meditations, that you do find a sense of wellness for yourself. You do end up creating your own path that allows you to feel better about your existence here. I'm not a doctor or any philosopher or um, psychologist in a sense, but I do give myself the credit of exploring those paths and those um, understandings of knowledge to better myself. So this podcast, focusing on mental health and focusing on exploring our inner universe and shining that light of love and acceptance with planetary alignment um is what it's about and i hope you use that exa- use this example and those words and that meditation and this focus to find your own guiding light with that said let's get comfortable to take a deep breath together shoulders relax brow relax unclench your jaws you remember the meditation Try to straighten your back, your spine, your lower back, but not too much. Remember, you can sit as comfortably as you desire. And we're going to go four seconds in, hold for two seconds, and exhale for six seconds. So the exhale is longer. Begin, or here we go. In. Hold, exhale, peace, love, harmony, guidance, love and acceptance and gratitude, and big old thanks to the gods and goddesses of the moment who are here with us, who we ask to join us in this loving reflection. So back to the book, Handbook of the Navigator. Chapter one is pretty long. 
let me just uh, put that out right there. Chapter one is pretty long. So what I've done, let me get comfortable. What I've done is um, kind of outlined or highlighted some parts of the chapter that I felt were important um, to help sum up the chapter. I do want to say get comfortable as well because um, me saying that, it doesn't mean like what I'm going to say is short. Chapter one is called The Navigator. Your whole life has been a search for meaning, purpose, and completeness. The author goes on by saying that he knows you. I know you. Now, he doesn't mean the person that likes certain things or dresses a certain way or is from a particular place. But he means the you that desires to understand the, uh, the deeper self. That uh, question or that deep yearning inside of um, finding your path and maybe, um, what does it mean? It means like you're searching for something, you know, it could mean something as specific or something as uh, direct as I'm searching for the meaning of life, but you're also searching for yourself, also searching for, it could look examples like the career you choose or the relationship you're in or the place you live. Those are reflections of finding yourself. So what the author is saying by him saying that he knows you is that he knows of that person in you as to why you're even reading the book. He goes on to give a story of the salmon. And the story of the salmon is that the salmon knows it has a purpose, just like we, we have a purpose. He even says it here, you have a purpose. Some instinctual deep um, knowing within that's screaming to be heard. The story of the salmon kind of begins that uh, the salmon is um, given this instinct to try to find its uh, original home. It doesn't know how because it's actually out in the ocean to begin with. But some way, somehow, it has to return. And maybe unknowingly or unknowing to the salmon, it, it follows this certain instinct or this current in the water that feels um, familiar to it. It doesn't know if it's right or wrong. Um, and there, there comes a time in the path that it's very um, stressful and almost that the salmon almost dies almost. And um, by him allowing the journey to happen and giving in to the, the true answering to that deep knowing, the salmon ends up finding uh, his way back home. The home the salmon knows because there's some um, remembering of uh, the, the walls of the, uh, the river and the lake that the salmon lived in where it was actually born. The author uses that example for us to reflect on the thought that even a um, creature or an animal or a fish like the salmon can find its path in, in the ocean. And it becomes a, a deeper reflection of all the other things of nature of how they just know to follow this instinct that's so deep within. He um, begins to uh, explain the navigator by saying, before the navigator can be found or before the navigator can be followed, it must be found. So to find the navigator or to follow the navigator, excuse me, we must first find the navigator. 
he says like like the salmon the navigator he says the navigator is like instinct it's an instinct that we know within us that we have we've experienced before but we can't we can't right put our finger on it we can't quite put our finger on it let me read some of the things i have outlined here the navigator will lead you into an awakening state of consciousness that is everything you have been searching for it is completeness it will not be as simple as finding a stream but you will awaken your higher consciousness if you follow your navigator let me read this part too you may wonder why i call it an uh, an awakening state of consciousness are you not already awake no you are asleep it is not it is not an ordinary restless nightmare slumber this sleep is very different and far from ordinary it has clouded your sense and turned your world into a dream just like a normal dream part of you knows that you are asleep and dreaming this intuitive sense within you is trying to wake you up the navigator fuels this desire to discover the truth of experience of existence okay let's take a second here before the navigator can be followed it must be found the navigator is like an instinct within the navigator would lead you into an awakened state of consciousness let's remember that note he goes on to say it is difficult to follow something that you do not recognize when you recognize that the navigator was something within you then you begin to follow it this is the moment of recognition so the navigator which must be followed before it can be found he's saying here is something within you I like what he's not using he's not using the word faith. I'm not hearing the idea of you finding something or following something, you know, religiously or in a way that you just got to believe. You have to first know within you that instinct and that understanding and trust it. Because it before it can be followed it must be found. And it's found within. To follow the navigator you must first recognize it and acknowledge its existence like the strange instinct leading the salmon through the winding stream you should follow the navigator much like a compass the navigator directs your essence however the navigator can only be helpful can only be a helpful guide it is up to you to follow it the navigator is a hidden sense that tells you there is more to this world than what your eyes can see and what your hands can touch there is something beyond this life there is a reason for your existence the guiding pull of the navigator feels like an instinct the path sets the path set by the navigator leads you to a revelation about the truth of your being the powerful thing about all of this this is just me talking now the powerful thing about 
what I want to share about even what I'm reading here and sharing with you about this chapter, um, the navigator, the first chapter. First, it's again, something, an instinct. You learn that the instinct is within you. Now it becomes a instinct that you follow like a compass, but you also learn that it's a essence that is directing you. So there is, to me, there's still a lot of darkness there to trust. Um, but it's a knowing that it's within, right? So through our through our eyes, we get a lot of light and reflection and visual noise. But when we close it and go within, that darkness is still a knowing that we trust, you know, like if we go back to the womb and stuff like how we came through, but more so just even when we sleep, you know? Continuing on through the uh, chapter here, let me uh, look about another section. You have known your entire life that you are here to serve a greater purpose. You did not know that purpose exactly or the driving force behind it, yet you have been aware of it ever since you were young. When you realize and feel that sense of purpose, that is the first moment the navigator reveals itself to you. How much the navigator reveals to you depends on the choices you make. Hmm, I like that part there. So very important, right? Based on the choices you make is how much the navigator reveals with you an instinct within that must be found first before followed. Continuing on. Beyond the person who is reading this book, there's another part of you. It is your higher consciousness, your higher self. Your higher consciousness is the truest form of what you are. You will move beyond this life and you will be reborn into another. Your higher consciousness is the cultivation of all your lives and experiences. Although your higher consciousness may contain the memories of many lives, it is possible that this, that this is your first life. The higher consciousness is really your soul. It is just another way to describe it. It is your most complete consciousness. Okay, have that, just hold that. I would um agree with that in its way in the way that it's written, right? Higher consciousness being that cultivation of all your life experiences and um lives and experiences. And true to that understanding, even though you might contain so many memories and lives, this is possible your only first life. Um goes on to say, you have forgotten all that you are. You believe that you are only the immediate personality lives or the personality living this one life right now in this body. This means you are asleep. The navigator wants to show you that you are not a character in the book. You are the one reading the book with knowledge far beyond the simple pages of your life. All right. Of course, it's easier to say you are more than what you are than it is to know these specific things. Right. Let me make sure. So to know these specific things is much deeper than just to say it. So when you hear me saying these things, I want you to agree with the, the words and the reflection that might resonate and agree, especially where the higher consciousness is concerned and our reflection and our being of coming back and forth and being reborn into another life. But it's not necessarily remembering everything of that. But that instinct, again, within that navigator, that guiding meditation, 
is how we learn to know more of that unknowing. The knowing what we don't know, we don't know. You have a similar instinct or instinctual urging, as he talks about again with the salmon. Let me see what else I got here. The navigator fights to ensure the survival of your higher consciousness, and it has a limited amount of time to do it. Hmm. Why did I highlight that part? Yes. So the reason why the navigator has a limited time to do it is because you have a obligation to work on your higher consciousness, to work on being a better being in this reflection here on earth kind of summing up all that he meant in that piece. So the navigator is unable to work directly within the confines of the brain. So it seeks out other senses to help you translate these messages. It is like an instinct, so it communicates internally. All right. We're kind of getting that reflection from what I was saying before. You got to go within and understand what it all means. So I used examples of like your career or where you're from, or the choices you've made in your relationship, or places that you live. But more so, if we start from a beginning reflection, like the, the way you grow up, or the way you came into this earth, and understanding what that instinct might mean, and what I think it might mean, it could be something as simple as, you know that when you were young, you used to play this particular game. So now that as you get older, you find yourself wanting to play that game. Now, it could be as simple in the beginning of the understanding of it's just like you want to play that game. But then you start understanding that it's also the person you were being at the time playing that game when you were younger. So you start to think about the energy that reflected who you were back then. And it could um, to do it could have a lot to do with your environment. So the maybe your family at the time or lack thereof, or whatever that experience meant to you. But the biggest, um, but the reflection that I'm trying to explain, or maybe I would like you to take away from it, is that it felt good. And it allowed you to feel like you were in your in yourself without any fear or judgment of the world around you, because the world felt like it was helping you be you. It wasn't uh, you. It wasn't the other way around. It didn't feel like you were a prisoner trying to watch from all directions of the things happening, but it felt like the world was breathing you and it was you were playing with it, you know, continuing on. So that's the instinct I'm saying in the beginning of what it could look like. And again, as we continue on in our life, it may not be a game. It could be back to the location. I want to move to an area that reminds me of where I grew up. I want to be around the, these particular friends, or I want to marry this person, or I want to have this car. These things are reflections of your deeper desire to, quote unquote, stay in line with your true self, but also understand what that instinct is leading you through and back to uh, your higher self, your higher consciousness. And a navigator, as he says, um, has a limited time of doing that. So you have an obligation to kind of hold on to your true self as often as you can. And of course, it can look at something as physical as having good health. We talk about wellness on the podcast. That's, that's, that's a general way of talking about wellness, but it's also mind and body wellness. Let me get back to this book. 
When people experience a feeling or a sense of knowing something they might otherwise not know, it is often associated with intuition. The navigator manifests itself through intuition. In that way, intuition is a tool of communication. It is your higher consciousness trying to get past the brain to deliver its message. Boom. So, of course, to get past the brain, the body needs to be introduced. Moving beyond is learning to trust. Wow, I have this whole section here. Let me get through this. Imagine an airplane sitting in a runway. For the sake of this analogy, let's say that the ground is your brain and the sky is your higher consciousness. You spend most of your life on the ground, but you have a yearning to fly your whole life. You dream of soaring through the highest region that, that call to you from the bright blue sky. Although you like Although you like life on the ground, it is very different from how you could move through the air. The only way to satisfy this yearning and experience flight is to do it. For you to achieve flight, you need to know where you are going and how to get there. The navigator is your trusty pilot. It tells you to sit back, relax, have a pillow, close your eyes, and take a deep breath. Do not be afraid of leaving the ground where you have lived your entire life. Of course, a pilot is no good without a plane to fly. Thankfully, you have a plane called intuition, which can carry you where you want to go. Now you are ready. You must trust your pilot, the navigator, and your plane intuition to pick up enough momentum to become airborne. So it's such a good story, right? The plane's engine are roaring and powerful but they need a long runway and a lot of speed because the brain will not let you take off easily. I love that. The brain wants you to believe you can never leave the ground. With intuition, the navigator can get you there. When you reach a high enough speed to blast down the runway, you can lift off into the sky of your higher consciousness. You need your intuition until you can eventually move beyond the brain and start to lift off from the physical level. Then you can go into the realms you could never find with your rational deductions. Okay. So really deep um, message there. Understanding that through the mind and through the brain, he says the brain. Through the brain, we find a deeper meaning moving beyond the learning. We find a deeper meaning to trust. It's not just a understanding of something that we read and our mind can make sense, but it's just allowing. And again, it's that navigator teaching us and being that intuition. Specifically, the navigator is the intuition, right? You're plain. Keep on going. So intuition bridges two ways of thinking. For most people, intuition is partially the sixth sense and partially the logical deduction based on experience. If your experience if your experience in this physical life does not explain how to intuitively know something, there is something more to it. It is just a matter of reaching the point where you move beyond using just your brain. The navigator helps you find the momentum to listen to your higher consciousness and learn to think without your brain. The brain conflicts, the brain conflicts with the higher consciousness because its message, its messages do not fit in the brain. 
These messages are like square pegs that are trying to force into a round hole. All right, boom, that makes sense. Continuing on. So understanding that even though we use the brain to get the logic down and accept the understanding, it is through deeper trust, the navigator, understanding what that intuition means and finding examples, I guess, in our external reality and our internal reality to make true what we're actually feeling and what we're trying to guide ourselves through. In time, your brain uses this deduction and structures. Let me start that over. In time, your brain uses these conduits and structures to filter data automatically without you knowing it. When you step up the process, it follows your programming. As you awaken, you must learn to relax the structures of the brain and develop a clear consciousness to remove the filters so this information may follow through. And what that means and what that means to me and how I understood it in the chapter, again, the brain is going to continue trying to build structure, build filter, understand data, process it because it automatically does that. But that's okay. In that, in that processing, you're allowing your mind to program and awaken through that consciousness. So what it is is that you have to program the mind, program the mind to process the data, the data that you choose it to do or choose it to process. Once you do that, you can develop a clear consciousness, which removes the automatic filters that the brain had initially conditioned there before, which, you know, based on your environment and your choices, you kind of put there yourself. So it's important for you to allow them to flow through is the last piece of that. Continuing on here, when you learn to trust your navigator, you can find what you seek. You must ignore rational thought and use another kind of knowing. If you continue your higher, if you connect your higher consciousness and awaken, you must begin to trust it enough to leave the ground. Again, allowing it to guide you. So examples I can take away and bring in. Hey, you know what? I want to just move to this particular state. I know that if I move here, like, you can know, be specific, my XYZ will XYZ. My career will take off. My life will change. Or, you know what? I just wanted to get out of where I was. And I, I kind of read this random article when I was walking down the street talking about there's no place like yada, yada. And I'm just like, all right. You know, and I was looking jobs there. I found a job there coincidentally. And I just moved. And then boom. Okay. Those things are uh, examples of your external life, you following those instincts in love and honesty, you know, following some authentic truth. You're not trying to run away from anything because that's the biggest thing. We can use our life to kind of make our own truth and then justify it and then say, see, but the example from this book and what I want to, again, uh, bring my example into is that you know the difference and we know the difference. The key is to trust the difference and trust the difference that you know is uh, the truer one that will help you um, hmm, meditate into the truth, meditate into the truth. Okay. Very good book. The book continues on and on or the chapter continues on and on. The last piece, the last piece I want to give you here from Handbook of the Navigator, and we'll continue on next week is that once you learn to trust that navigator, again, we talk about that, it becomes a organic reflection of the body and mind, right? You start to do, live, and reflect examples that 
show to you, like, again, if you know your health is important to you to help your mind and your body, you're going to just start doing that. And then your reality becomes your God, right? That dream you were, quote unquote, living in, you're waking in, you're awaking up, you're waking up from, there we go. You're waking up from, and it's allowing you to find some truth in your purpose. So of course, there's going to be some nasty shit. You know, I just didn't want to leave that truth out there either. And you're going to have to figure out a way to clear through that. You're going to have to figure out a way to understand that maybe you're bad at money. Maybe you're bad at relationships. Maybe you're bad at talking. Maybe you're bad at yourself. Maybe you're bad at how you treat your reality. Fix that. Because, of course, if you want something internally, you also got to take steps to make those things happen. So put post-it notes around, um, you know, wake up early to meditate a little bit. Try to reach out to friends, people in realities that help you out. Just do it. And, of course, you know, it's now is the time. There is no time like the present. So thanks so much for taking the space for being on the podcast and listening to the podcast episode again with Hand of the Navigator. Cosmos Reading Corner. Coming to you on Mondays. Hmm. Stay guided. Stay blessed. Stay peaceful. Reach out to me if you want to. <laughs> All right. Um, last piece. Okay, last piece. Thank you. Bye.